0: Welcome to Canada's Podcast. Hello and welcome to Calgary's Podcast with Mario Taniguzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Dr. Joseph Tucker, who is President and CEO of Magic Med Industries in Calgary. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Mario. It's great to be here. Okay, well, let's start, uh, Joseph, just by telling me a little bit about uh, Magic Med, uh, what it uh, what it is, and what you guys do. Sure, uh, Magic Med is uh,
1: it's one of these new companies in the psychedelics medicines space, which is this really cool new area that's just popped up. It really in the last year or so, almost it seems out of nowhere. Uh, and basically, the premise behind behind the whole sector is. Molecules that you've known about for ages that are hallucinogenic agents, you know, LSD or magic mushrooms or things like that, if used in a psychotherapy session can be, and, you know, and in the right setting can actually provide benefit for people suffering from a variety of, say, mental health challenges. So magic med, we're trying to take that to the next level. We think, you know, magic mushrooms or LSD or ecstasy is a good starting point, but we all come from pharma backgrounds. So our perspective is if you take that molecule, you modify it, make it better, you can actually have something that's an even better pharmaceutical to treat the mental health challenges. So that's what we're doing is we're modifying these hallucinogenic agents to make new and better drugs.
0: So what um, uh, kind of areas of uh, mental health are or uh, is this being used for? Well, so, you know, the, the core of it, the bulk of it, let's say, is, are mostly
1: what I would say mood related. So anxiety, depression, okay. PTSD, that kind of stuff.
0: And obviously that's, you know, not to, not to make light of it, but obviously this is a, a growing area of concern uh, in society today, particularly in the last year and a, and a bit uh, with the pandemic, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think the
1: pandemic has really, uh, it's actually made it easier for a lot of people to admit that, you know, that they're feeling stressed, or that they're feeling anxious. But it's, you know, this area of mental health is, it's one of the most prevalent, you know, challenges for society, right? I mean, everybody, everybody, somebody yeah. in the family, a close friend, that's, you know, had a, had a challenge with this, or, or maybe even themselves, right? It's, it's totally ubiquitous. Everybody struggles with this stuff.
0: Yeah. So walk me through this. Uh, in terms of uh, you know the production of this, you know where it's where where it's produced uh, and where it goes from there, and and where it lands eventually. Sure. Yeah. So um, when you started saying
1: production, I thought you meant how do you manufacture the molecules, but I think maybe you mean that and and a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Right. So
1: yeah. So I mean, these are these are basically being treated as candidate drugs, right? Candidate pharmaceuticals. So they have to be regulated by Health Canada, the FDA, EMA, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So that means first off, because you're starting generally with hallucinogenic agents, you need to have licensing from the government to allow you even to tinker with these things at all. Yeah, Uh, And and we do, most of our licensing actually comes through our relationship with the University of Calgary, with uh, professors there and um biology and chemistry and faculty of medicine and and we start with that but then we go we make these new molecules and then we have to take them through clinical trials so it's it's a whole big process just like any kind of drug development
0: and they end up like a like a regular pharmacy store uh, basically yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the plan is
0: yeah. to get these to get these you know uh,
1: molecules that we're making get them through clinical trials and then yeah, ultimately that's what we would like to see. We'd like to see them probably being marketed by some big pharma company that's licensed it from them. Yeah. And then yeah, it's 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 on the shelf and a
0: psychiatrist, psychologist can prescribe these for their patients. Okay. Um, you know, obviously some people are gonna go, whoa, wait, wait a second, right? <laughs> you know, when you're talking about hallucinogenic stuff, uh, uh how do you uh Address that with people, uh, you know, that that may be concerned that say these drugs, uh, you know, end up turning people going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Now, a really great question, and it's it's very interesting, Mario. That's
1: actually right. One of the central questions in this sector right now is: Do you actually need the hallucinogenic experience? Do you need the hallucination to have the benefit? So, quite a few. Folks, some of the originators of the sector have said, absolutely, if you don't have the hallucination, it doesn't work. Um, but there's also a lot of scientists and new science coming out right now that's questioning that theory, that's actually saying, well, if we block the hallucination, do you still get the benefit? And the preliminary data seems to suggest, yeah, if you do it the right way, you can still get the benefit. So I think yeah. what we're going to see is one of two streams in the future. You'll or maybe both. One, if the hallucination is required, the way it's administered is in an in-clinic setting. So you don't you don't get a jar of shrooms that you take home with you. You go into a clinic, you're there, there's a psychologist, a psychiatrist, the whole bit, they control the room, they they play the right music for you, and they take you through a session. It's very safe. But you do go through the hallucination. Yeah. Or it turns out you don't need it. You can and this is what we're trying to do. This is part of what we're hoping to be able to do at Magic Med is if you could knock off the hallucination, but keep all the rest of the benefit, that's much better. But I think at the end of the day, the society is, is actually reducing a lot of the stigma associated with this. And, you know, we started to see things like Health Canada allowing people okay. to use magic mushrooms to treat their anxiety and depression in certain
0: settings. So I think the stigma is being reduced as well. You know, I, this uh, jogged my memory, but uh, I uh, I wrote a story uh, in the, within the past year. There's some company, uh, retail sort of company uh, based out of Vancouver that was going to open up all these spots uh, for, for this so, so, so that people get the, uh, uh, and it's part of the psychotherapy and all that stuff. So obviously it's. It's an area, a trend that's growing, right, uh, uh, these days. Yeah, we're
1: already seeing clinics that administer ketamine, which is Mm. similar. It's what they call a dissociative anesthetic. So uh, not exactly the same thing as a hallucinogenic agent, but it's pretty similar. And those clinics already exist. Those molecules are already approved. And so we are seeing a proliferation of those clinics. And uh, the people that own those clinics are saying, you know, we can't wait till this next crop of new molecules comes in and we'll be able to add that to our, you know, to our clinics.
0: Okay, super. Uh, just out of curiosity, how did you uh, get involved in this?
1: Well, you know, I've, I've been a, so I'm a, I'm a native Calgarian, did a, my, all my schooling here. And I've, I've been a guy that just kind of how shall I say, constantly getting fired doesn't sound good. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I'm the kind of guy that needs to create a new company all the time because yeah. nobody will hire me so that I can hire myself. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've constantly been creating new, new companies in this drug development space. And I've been working with a couple of scientists out of the University of Calgary,
0: yeah.
1: Peter Ficini and Jill Hagel, who are total leaders in the area of saying, can we go to natural molecules that come from mushrooms or plants, and can we make them into better drugs? So I've been working with them for eight years. We originally were doing stuff with opiates. We were working on making an opiate, you know, an improved opiate system. And then we were working on cannabinoids, and we actually made another company, Willow Biosciences, we took public two years ago. And and we saw what was going on in the psychedelic space, and we thought, wow, you know, here's an opportunity to take exactly what we've been doing yeah. uh, and make much better molecules in a really, really big mental health market. So it was, it was kind of a natural progression of what we've been doing for almost 10 years.
0: Now, I understand just uh, recently um, uh, you have partnered up with a company out of Pittsburgh named uh, Cognistics. How's yeah. it pronounced? Cognistics. Cognistics. Okay. It's pronounced, it's, uh, it's the kind of strange, but tell me uh, what that's. Uh, they're an AI company, I understand, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, we're really happy
1: to have met them and to be working with them because uh, <clears throat> I didn't really mention it, but you know, what we're doing is we're, we're creating like a huge number of new molecules and they're all a little bit different. And it's a really, really large number. We want to find the very best one. To use as drugs to go forward, and we realized it's going to be way too difficult and take you know far too long if we try to manually test them all. We realized we needed some artificial intelligence yeah. to be yeah. able to piece through this you know this very large number like a hundred million potential drugs to find the best ones so cognistics is this um, group that we've met and and you know they're their founding scientist is out of U-Pitt, and he's actually was one of the guys uh, on the original IBM Watson team, um, just to give you an idea of his of his pedigree. So, but anyway, yeah, what they're doing for us is hugely helpful. They're building a custom AI that'll allow us to pick through these molecules and, you know, find the very best ones, mm. and, and then also to expedite moving the molecules into clinical trials. So. You know, the AI that they're building for us is, I mean, it's custom, it's perfect. It's just what we need. And they're a really
0: great team to work with. Wow, very cool. Um, When do you expect to be uh, in the market with this? Uh,
1: You mean, when are these drugs going to be actually, uh, you know, given to patients? These take a long time. You're you're, you're always looking seven to 10 years. It's a long road, um, but it's worth it, right? You need to do it to prove that the molecules are safe, but it'll be a while. Mm -hmm. Before these are on the shelves
0: okay, let me ask you a few questions uh, Joseph, just about um, being an entrepreneur uh, you know and you kind of alluded to that earlier uh, what do you like about uh, being an entrepreneur?
1: Well, I have to say it's the 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 freedom to essentially dream something up and then make it happen hmm. that's 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 what makes you know the hair stand up on my on my arms when I say it just kind of, right. You just sort of envision this is an ideal company. This is a great business and it doesn't exist. And then to go and make it happen. So that, that freedom and that, you know, that ability to create something that was just in your mind and then turn it into something real. That's, that's what I love about it.
0: Where have you found um, uh, say ah, inspiration, I guess, uh, to be an entrepreneur? Like, uh, do you have a, Family background of uh, that, did you read a book and, uh, and, and the light bulb went off? Uh, no, it's, it's being unemployed is yeah. my, <laughs> that,
1: That's what inspires me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it <coughs> usually I, happens with a lot, right? especially now, right? Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, you know, for me, there's um, I don't know if I'm, if I'm uh, too confident or I'm full of myself or something. There's something about me that makes people not want to hire me. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. And so, or at least maybe nobody will hire me for the job I want. Maybe that's it. So honestly, as I said a moment ago, I, I'm a, you know, a serial entrepreneur out of necessity. Uh, I need to create a company so that I have something to do.
0: Honestly, that's where it comes from. I'm, I'm not inspired by anybody I know. And when you, uh, when you look back at at things of being an entrepreneur, do you remember anything that, that struck you in terms of uh, advice given to you by someone or, or maybe even something you, you read in a book or saw someplace that, that really uh, resonated with you? Gosh, no. (laughs) Do you read any, do you read any of those, uh, kind of, uh, Business-type yeah. or entrepreneur boxer.
1: I, I sure have, yeah. And I remember one that uh, really struck me um, as being completely off target for me in the drug, so I'm, you know, in the biotech pharma industry. There is uh, something that was quite hot a few years ago, and I forget exactly what it was, but it was about um, the, the idea behind it. I've, I've already blanked it because it annoyed me so much, but... <laughs> The idea was get straight to the beta and start selling it and essentially use your customer to help you design your final product. And um, I forget the name. I forget the name of it right now. Very popular. Everybody was talking about it. And I think that works fine if you're selling apps um, or, you know, software or something where there's no regulations. But if you're, if you're creating a new drug where you have 15 years worth of regulations you don't. It doesn't work like that kind of scenario. So I have some negative examples.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, being an entrepreneur is, is is not an easy job. Obviously, like, uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, what do you think some of the t- uh, the best qualities are of uh, of an entrepreneur? Like, is there common thread uh, there that uh, that indicates you know? where success can be found uh, in an entrepreneur.
1: I, yeah, I absolutely think so. I would say the number one thing in my opinion is um, <clears throat> resilience, right? Is mm-hmm. and and I would also say not being risk averse. So, you know, yeah. there's what's that there's that song out there it's like I think the band Chumbawamba I get knocked down but I get up again. You're never going to keep okay. me down. Like that's yeah. the theme song of the entrepreneur, right? Yeah. You're yeah. just like constantly getting knocked down. You just get up, get knocked yeah. down, get up. Like, so that, that I think is number one. And I th- I think number two is being willing to put yourself in a situation that you're uncomfortable things that, you know, for me, one of the biggest things is uh, uh, public speaking. <laughs> Right. And so, you, you know, you're just going to have to put yourself in those situations until it doesn't bother you anymore. I yeah, think those yeah. are those are a couple of big things.
0: You know, uh, when you mentioned that about falling, it reminded me, I don't know if you're a basketball uh, fan or not, but uh, remember uh, the superstar Michael Jordan? And uh, he had a famous comment or, or quote uh, regarding that about how everybody talks about all the shots that he's made, but nobody realizes how many shots he missed. Uh, you know, getting to that point, right? And, uh, well, and, and Babe Ruth was
1: famous for not only having the
0: highest number of home runs, but also having the highest number of strikeouts. You know what? And that's the same thing with uh, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, the same thing, right? Mr. October, uh, known for just knocking him out of the ballpark, but, uh, uh, you know, he's right up there in, in terms of the strikeout list, right? And he's swing for the fence. Sorry, Wayne's
1: got that line about uh, you miss every shot, you don't take, something yeah, yeah. like that, right? So it's, yeah, it's, it's keep going, right? Don't, don't. And you know what I think that comes from is, I think it comes from a, a belief in yourself. If you believe yeah, you're going to get there, then a million people can tell you you're a fool and it doesn't matter because you just know that guy's wrong and you keep going.
0: All right, that's super. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Joseph, for joining us today. I appreciate it, Mario. A lot of fun to be here. Okay, you bet. That was Dr. Joseph Tucker, President and CEO of Magic Med Industries in Calgary. This has been Calgary's podcast with Mario Tanaguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.